Good morning. Akashavani Terabith here. Now, today's uh, podcast is uh, a little special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about several topics. Um, but mm, this is about, uh, we've, uh, I've been speaking about some aspects of this. But this is called uh, the disease called telepathy. Now, this is a disease everybody kind of may may have been inquiring into and then would like to have, or maybe in some way we have been calling it as intuition, psychic ability, and well, it's like a disease um, that is all glorified and all beautiful and because it gives them power to do things that they couldn't otherwise. And then they don't know power is more like, you know, what, what you pass around comes around to you. So if you're going to um, pow, it's going to come back at you at some point as pow. Yeah, you're going to get um, uh, force begets force. So if, you, if you're passing around force, you're going to get back that force at some point. So, um, Telepathy is like, you know, if you break, if you break up the word, it is tele. Um, it's also like communication, yeah? Television, um, tele, long distance. Um, and pathy means disease. Um, and uh, pathos, it, I, I think it comes from somewhere around the pathos, but pathy is, is disease. And... Uh, well, you would say debatable, but uh, that's probably because you don't know what it actually does to the person who receives it. Yeah, um, read to the magnanimity of black magic and uh, white magic is also magic. Yeah, just like saying white lies, although that's any less lies than black lies. Yeah. You say white lies is good, uh, but it still lies. It's not the truth. And to the extent that it's a deviation from what it actually is, you're actually um, displacing, dislodging how things need to be. And you may be getting away with it's white. Yeah, it's all nice. As though black is bad. Yeah. And uh, saying black lies is bad, white lies is good. Yeah. Again, do you see color discrimination? There you go. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that white is white is good. It's just a different color. And uh, I hope that kind of, you know, um, decrusts um, the omelette, which may be cooking, saying that white is good, black is bad in some way, and uh, facilitates for a fluffy omelette. Yeah? Because otherwise, if it's going to have all these boundaries, and then stuff really doesn't cook as well as it needs to. People like fluffy omelettes, yeah? And I am talking about don't have eggs, people, meat or fish. Because um, when you don't eat an egg, you become an egg. You know Humpty Dumpty? Um, You don't eat like. You don't eat the like kind. So when you're not eating egg, you kind of become like the egg. You know Humpty Dumpty? And learn how to keep it together. Because you know what not to do so that you don't become an omelette. Yeah? So don't eat an omelette to learn how not to become one. Well, that may seem counterintuitive, but that is uh, something that I discovered on route. Once I gave up eating egg is when I discovered, I'm talking more in terms of Humpty Dumpty and, you know, Kushmanda and all of that, the golden egg. and It's all making sense. But it's just like, you know, when you it's like uh, you're having drugs or you're drinking alcohol, you make excuses for why alcohol is good. Because you're arguing for it. Because you are consuming it yourself. You have an argument for it. Why egg is good, for example, or why meat is good. It's until you give it up. It's when you give it up that you see it from a different angle. From where you're not arguing, subconsciously, unconsciously, you're not arguing for it. But instead, why other than that is better? Um, Because you begin to see an egg for what it is. It's more than just a, um, an ovum, fertilized egg, yeah, from which comes another chick. 
and um, you begin to see um, reproduction, the circle of life from a perspective you are, you live from. It's more like, you know, have the apple and eat it too. Um, and and um, aphorisms like that. Yeah, if, um, yeah, you begin to start understanding these things from a, in a way that you cannot while you're eating an egg. Um, I hope I've kind of inspired you to at least try it out. And it's not something that you try it out, but you've got to kind of live it. Like you, like you have a dream. You've got to kind of live it, eat, sleep, um, uh, make love, yeah? Um, read and walk and talk and live it. Live the dream so that you can actually fully try out. It's not just try out, but actually live the emperor's robe, yeah? So you have different ideas, but it's more like you're trying out something but you don't really fit into it, yeah? Until you live it, live the truth and make it your own. And then you have your own flavor and version to it. Um, and then it's no more somebody else's because it is yours, yeah? Um, so this really needs to be tried out to understood, to be understood. And this is what also it means to be a hustler, yeah? You can, it's more like a, a honeymoon, yeah? You're trying out an idea, you're mooning around with, with the idea, but not really put your, you know, hook, foot and sinker into it. And uh, um, going for it like um, like the old man and the sea, or the Moby Dick. Yeah, the, the, the protagonist, of, well, the protagonist may be Moby Dick, but, well, actually somebody went after Moby Dick, yeah? But I think both are the same, different aspects of the same character. <laughs> Or more like Moana went in search of, uh, uh, you know, wanting to ref uh, restore Tefiti's heart, but actually she restored her own heart and she met her own self. Because uh, Tefiti, if you look carefully of the, of the movie, is a grown-up version of Moana. You know, if you see the facial features. Now, um, so in trying to save the world, she ended up saving her own life and, you know, and moving eons of um, ancestry history, yeah, forward, for the better. Yeah, so, yeah, it's fantabulously good. Now, telepathy. Yeah, I've been talking about this quite some time, since some time, and I've been calling it as the soul sink, and then, um, where, what's, it, what's it again? Um, merging, yeah, merge with the light and those kinds of things, and merge with the divine, and like still merging. If you look at it by signs, yeah, when you're merging one frequency with another, it's not the same thing, yeah? You may call it as music, but it's still merged, yeah? And and at some point, you can't really appreciate things. It becomes like, this is that, you know, and, and you have another combination, which is not the same thing. Merging, yeah? It has its own set of entanglements, yeah? And uh, I need to mention this. Quite often, yeah, in my journey of becoming humane, um, I've been facilitating therapy, yeah, clinical, clinically facilitating medicine intelligence from my basis of biodynamic craniosacral therapy, biodynamic method of uh, health, wealth, and wisdom, um, which is more um, advanced version of what I started off as biodynamic craniosacral therapy, because now it is not just limited to the craniosacral uh, bit uh, and the therapy bit. Uh, up to a certain point, you, you know, it's like, you know, you are born, um, uh, well, I'm born a female, yeah? And then I, I discovered through schools and other things that, you know, I'm, I'm, um, the country that I'm living in is, in is in India, and India is part of Asia, and Asia is part of um, planet Earth, and planet Earth is part of the solar system, and, you know, the solar system is part of the Milky Way galaxy. And then you discover the Milky Way galaxy is one of the galaxies of the entire system that there is. And then the universe also must have similarly been born out of another bigger universe. Yeah. And um, I mean, why would you just end it with just because somebody has named it as such? I mean, clearly, you see a pattern here. So why wouldn't that be so? So there would be a mother universe. Yeah. And mother comes from um, um, grandmother. Yeah. Um, and when you say mother, and you're saying baby, there would be father, yeah? Um, baby baby galaxies and planets. If you just look at it, our own body, our body just formed, didn't just 
just born from mother got the human form because there's also father yeah so there's a subject and object nature and nurture and all those um, complementary they are always there like matter and energy um, it's not all just energy yeah so we may like to think it's all energy and yeah and those kinds of very interesting weird points of view because clearly yeah if I'm going to punch you and there's, then say it's all energy yeah I didn't really do that. You're not experiencing pain. It's all just energy, your perception of it. Yeah, get over it. That that wouldn't just work. Yeah. So um, telepathy. Yeah, it's more like your. Uh, uh, if you don't know what stuff you have within you, you don't know you may be frying another like long distance. And. Uh, really bad yeah they do the soul sink and all this stuff it's more like uh, you are uh, you're content your earth water fire spirit space yeah at least let's say is so full of gunk which you haven't cleaned in a long time and uh, you have maintained the gunk with all of your mantras and uh, chanting and different kinds of things that you've made it into a certain fried state yeah um, and uh, you are really working hard to maintain it being original so that you don't get fried, you know, you're alive. But you don't know how much you have fried and how much you've gotten kind of cookied. And uh, so you don't really know what a pain you are to people around you. Yeah. And, um, um, and then you are uh, being all reasonable about it. Uh, it's more like uh, you... Um, when you don't have a bath yeah and um, you're all comfortable in that and um, people around you those who may be having bath notices something about people who are not having bath yeah and uh, the not bath countenance affects the bath person's countenance yeah kind of uh, dirties the experience of living yeah so telepathy is a bit like that yeah so people are listening to frequencies and uh, merging with uh, why am i saying this is in the course of uh, facilitating uh, health i've been paying really close attention to my own body so that i don't become somebody else because i work with different kinds of people with different uh, levels of health uh, that while I'm, and mine is a nothing based, you know, there is no medicine, no intervention. And it is not energy, it is more uh, mindful, awareness, um, appreciation uh, of health based work. Yeah, My presence and appreciation um, and awareness. And it's more like a conversation. Like when we have a, when we're having a conversation, when we say um, hello to somebody, what happens after after hello depends on what we are comfortable speaking anything about um, and how the conversation proceeds what we discuss depends on our own individual readiness for anything at all and how uh, resourced we are and uh, it's not just about what we are ready for but also um, what we would why are we interacting yeah so all of those there are several other um, layers of uh, um, it's not just um, well our own interests at this point in time that guides what we discuss how we discuss how this moment proceeds yeah um, and which we call as a conversation so it's a uh, it's it's like that yeah and the content of our conversation would depend on where all you've been yeah if you've been t if you've only been um, say um, in in your house and to your native place yeah then how much of what's your knowledge base may be coming from what all you have seen from life here and in your in your native place and between these two places um, and uh, um, say uh, another person is um, you know may have um, more uh, uh, read through many things met many kinds of people uh, traveled around uh, more and gotten exposed to many things which um, may not have been possible 
by um, by the other person and hence what we discuss also uh, varies in content in uh, quality in on uh, in, um, in well length width and width and depth um and hence what kind of value we are able to add to each other's life for example the person uh, who may have been living you know in in their house and traveling to the native place may be able to talk about cooking in a way that nobody else can yeah uh, because they have an ingenious way of how they lived that their entire life yeah within that space and what all they've discovered from there so each of us are are in different different levels of research in our own areas of life how we live life so presuming to know anything does not um um does not add value but at the same time um uh, you know it's like uh, india um got con- got colonized yeah long back and um, um and then there has been all of the struggles for independence and then um so now india india is a democratic country yeah um but when the britishers um for example is uh, there have been many countries um many places who colonized uh, different parts of india uh, when the britishers uh, for example uh, um approached india like india has this 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 but we cannot really take complete control over over the country un- unless and until you kind of treat the country a particular way they may have discounted several facets of what makes india india and hence we have lost the value of what really india, of, of what india really represents or okay let's take another example you have the movie avatar yeah the sky people uh when they um with their technology stuff to you know to mine an obtainium uh from pandora they presumed what pandora is yeah they presumed to think them to be tree dwellers for example and um callously um destroyed a fine ecosystem yeah um and they didn't win either um but um but that's what i'm talking about when you presume um to uh, know better yeah without really knowing what you're talking about telepathy is like that yeah you have your um knowledge base and uh, without appreciating when you're kind of uh, using your uh, disrespectful dishonorable not right things not not a dignified manner of how to interact and you have no idea what that means um uh, telepathy is like that telepathy is like uh, you have the front door uh in a house yeah and you have these proper channels by which you can talk to people um and and then there is hackers yeah or a, or it's or a thief yeah which is not the way to interact with people which is not a honorable respectful dignified way of interacting with people telepathy is like those thieves or hackers um this is what i say um you don't know your ass from on the ground well well that sounds gross but it's more like um if you are insensate yeah um and you don't really know uh where your butthole is and you're sitting on the ground and you don't know if you it and it doesn't matter if you're sitting on a chair or a cushion or a or the or a grassy floor or a or anywhere when you when you when you're insensate you have for example saddle anesthesia yeah and you can't make out if you're sitting where and it doesn't matter where you're sitting then appreciation becomes that much less not possible yeah so telepathy is like that the people the sky people who ha huh, did that to pandora yeah is like that telepathy people yeah they know so much that they don't know their ass from holding ground violence is outdated yeah really outdated non violence is really 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 good really good because you know what people who are um, practicing non violence um get to talk about mythological uh, quality um moving history forward for the better yeah space yeah the way we don't know what space is the way we don't know what it means to be human becomes possible 
when you don't cut into the skin, when you don't violate the integrity, when you don't intervene in where you have no business intervening because you don't know your ass from holy ground. Yeah? Okay. Um, it's like uh, you see a flower, a flower, and you presume it to be a cauliflower. You have no idea what that is. Um, it may just be the golden flower of um, the movie Tangled. Yeah? And you think, flower, another flower. Yeah? And then you're just going to go about um, using it for your house decoration without really knowing what in the world it is. Yeah? So, um, without appreciating a person for who they are, um, you might miss, you might just take them to be a commoner and miss an entire world of opportunities from not interacting to, with them, the honorable, respectful, dignified, dignified way in which you are also dignified, you are maintaining your own honor, respect and dignity and also honoring, respecting and um, paying due um, respect, well, mm, homage to the dignity of another. Yeah, um, I think it's an, it's an entire education in what it means to be civil. Yeah, those who are in, engaging in telepathy is disrupting that. So in my world, um, um, kind of like um, the whole universe, it's from a, I speak from a person-centric model of the universe. So in my world, all that there is, is my house. Yeah, the whole big universe is my house. Um, and I have my body. And what I see outside, the place that I'm in, the environment, the climate, the country, the universe, the way it is, all my house. Yeah. And um, I'm, um, I'm paying attention to the health, wealth and wisdom of my house. And... Um, so this telepathy is like, uh, well, um, if you've seen uh, the, the animation movie, Children Who Listen to Lost Voices, yeah? There is this uh, Death Eater, yeah? And uh, what has, um, what no longer serves a purpose, maybe just, uh, if it's just going to be floating around, yeah? That's going to obstruct uh, health, wealth, and wisdom of the place. And hence, there's a death eater who just um, eats that which is just uh, obstructing um, health, uh, wealth, and wisdom. Um, so that's also metabolism. That's also how the organism of life maintains um, well, um, the whole semization process, yeah, well, you can, you can say that. It's another way of maintaining um, the body disease-free, yeah. So people who are um, engaging in this telepathy stuff may, may be more like they have no longer use of their, those aspects of themselves and hence they are, um, they would rather be out of their body because uh, it, it's not just out of the body, it's more like uh, um, okay, I'll give you another example. In the in the process of just listening to people, there have been um, several very interesting conversations. Yeah, you, you no, you should listen to this one. There are also movies about this. Yeah, where it's like um, uh, they are so bored, maybe, or so not so fine with the life they already have that they would rather exchange it with somebody else's. Yeah. There are several movies of that. And I'm thinking, what kind of a life are you living, yeah? That that you would consider exchanging your life, more like, I can exchange my life with yours, yeah? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, that must be an interesting life you live, yeah? Because, um, uh, it must be very difficult, yeah, to live in your body, or to live in your life. Um, that you would rather exchange it, yeah? Very interesting. Which is why I have a school, yeah? Because you have no idea. That's what I would say. You don't know your ass from a hole in the ground, yeah? You have a human body, ooh, yeah? 
that's the stuff of mm, treasure. Yeah, you don't know the treasure you have. And you are uh, saying the other side of the lawn is green. Yeah, so much so that you're doing this astral travel projections and whatnot. Um, and telepathy, hacking. Oh boy, yeah. How poor are you? Clearly, if you're doing all of that, that you're that poor. Um, and uh, making yourself poorer, it's more like, you know, you, you collect all kinds of stuff that you don't really need. And then you're uh, putting it all off in your house. And then you're saying, I have no clarity. Of course you don't have clarity. Yeah, you're going to get stuff that you don't really need and you're just going to put things around. How in the world will you have clarity? Um, okay, I'm repeating myself. But it's more like one man's food is another man's poison. Yeah, you don't know which is food and which is poison. And then you just see all that shiny is not gold. Or all that white, all that's white is not milk. But somebody think, somebody's talking about, oh, we have this, it's, it's all really nice. And then you're seeing something shiny, you have no idea what that is. But you're like, I am going to have that. I'm going to connect with you. Yeah, very interesting. And then you either merge, yeah, so that I can have an experience of what that is. Instead of just contacting the person, having a decent discussion, yeah, and uh, learning what you don't know. You've got to be humble enough to learn something, yeah. When you don't know something, to, to actually ask and then um, learn it the right way gains you so many points um, of good karma, if that's a word, or points um, of not just confidence and trust and reliability. And you would want to talk with a person who does the right thing. Yeah, because what goes around comes around. Um, when you're treating somebody right, yeah, and you can actually feel these people. Yeah, I, I can even identify these telepathers. And you know, in my um, perspective, a lot of business as usual, somehow business seems to mean um, I contact you telepathically and uh, we fix an appointment telepathically before we actually interact. Yeah. So there's also, also these conversations that, uh, you know, you can actually have a conversation with the people. And uh, after some time, you, you know, you can actually have uh, either they contact you or you have an interaction. They have no idea how this actually works. Yeah. Um, it's not telepathy. It's not, uh, it's not something that you, when you look, it's there. It's more like a Heisenberg principle. Yeah. What you see changes subtly by the very fact of you looking at it or rather how you look at it. And if your eyes is filled with a lot of gunk from no matter where you've been, um, uh, and then you're looking at something, you're actually affecting the quality of it by the fact of you looking at it because you haven't cleaned your eyes in a long time. Yeah. So telepathy a bit is like when you're having a com communication, you're actually disturbing it and having it be other than that. And then when you're having a, a conversation with them, you're talking to some something that is that has now been in some way mined. Yeah. Because of how you interacted or or because you interacted in a um, through not the right way. Yeah. So, well, that's one way of kind of mildly put. But um, and then uh, if the person whom you have been telepathically communicating with knows to repair themselves. Yeah. It's more like uh, uh, pelting particles and waves. Yeah. Um, you have no idea how they've actually repaired themselves. So you don't know uh, if it's the same person you're interacting with the next time. Because uh, they have had a little experience from you. Yeah. And uh, once bitten, twice shy. You better watch out. Yeah. Because you don't know whom you're interacting with. Um, and they know something about you. But you have no idea. Even you also don't know. Yeah. Because uh, the experiencer has experienced something. Which... Uh, until you get a feedback or what goes around comes around until you get get back at the same force you don't really know what did you actually pass around yeah and then you'll have a think on what's your health 
So um, I will just leave us with that thought because uh, there are some things I have said and uh, there are a lot of things that need to be said. Of course, I'm work in progress. But um, telepathy, communicating with people telepathically, and if that's business as usual, you know, Children Who Listen to Lost, Lost Voices, the movie, uh, talks about uh, what happens when you are, when the organism of life is maintaining health. Yeah? Um, so there are these unhealthy patterns. And uh, <clears throat> so maintaining health involves um, taking care of these unhealthy patterns so that the organism of life uh, flourishes the way it needs to. Because Earth, mm, over many years of uh, well inquiry, I've noticed that Earth is, uh, is like a, well, an industry factory unit built for making more human beings or more, more Earths. Yeah? Because the humans have the capacity of reverse transcribing Earths from wheresoever um, is a stardust that made a human being a human being. To form a human being, we have, you know, we there is a popular reference that human beings are stardust. Yeah, um, our, the substance of our make is made is was born in some star in some galaxy, some universe, and uh, uh, they just came together and we formed the the carbon. Um, the sulfur, yeah, the uh, oxygen and, you know, different different elements that make a body, yeah, calcium, uh, different substance that makes a body. Um, just like how it is on Earth too, yeah, uh, we nourish ourselves, we nourish our elements from the different material we have, milk and um, the the greens and vegetables and different things, and that's how we form the body we have. Um, similarly, um, humans have the capacity of reverse, well, you can call it as engineering, but I think it's more like a reverse transcription of um, forming Earths in those places where our, our stardust came from. So Earth is like a Earth producing factory, yeah? So humans are uh, Earth producers green thorough quality we enliven life in the universe so that's that's what is the design capacity the capacity in being a, in, in the human body that we have that is when we are not disturbing the integrity of the body when we are not cutting and intervening into the body and to repair it and that's not how it works um, non-violence is the technology you can't even you know you, you can't just call it technology it's something you you, you need to it's something so sacred you you revere it it's that uber ooh, lovely loveliness yeah i'm yet to find a right, the right word for that but it's like fantabulous yeah that's what um if that's a word yeah i can't really get match something that but um that's what we are talking about yeah i make available through my enterprise different courses um, for example, now we have the self-care enough online uh, uh, sessions um, every Sunday, 10, uh, 10 a.m. Um, do join, do contact me uh, for the Zoom link and all of those details. And then, uh, um, so we are, um, I am facilitating in um, us becoming humane enough that we don't go about our violent practices, because that is really outdated. Violence is really outdated. Yeah? Um, Non-violence is the mm, really good part of being human. Yeah? It, and I don't mean just good, you know, like, oh, God bless, graced, good. But I mean like the uber cool, believe it or not, um, fine thing about being alive. Yeah? Our own human body and non-violence. Uh, well, it's it's the best of what there is in life, yeah. Or what what makes the best available in life is through non-violence. 
that's the basic minimum requirement yeah if, if you can also call that as a basic minimum requirement it's, it's before that yeah um, love care we are beginning to talk about what it takes to approach having the good stuff because we, we do care about one thing or the other yeah from having a human body clearly a body is formed from cares many people cared one person a community an entire globe of people care for each other and that's why we have we have for example the united nations a body formed from many people many countries caring together to form one body yeah so um so there are these uh, organizations the, there are these developments that has come about from us actually keeping it together finding our stuff together and how we actually belong on the same planet the same universe yeah and um, since we since our body formed from care maturing our care to love and then to true love and then further maturing true love to the quality that is mythologically um represented in in terms of archaic um archetypes for example we have the the goddess forms we have um um the, well some people call them saints but they are also different stages of becoming um uh, what has been represented in 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 terms of gods and goddesses and uh, you know demons and um she demons yeah um but it it's it's not um everybody is doing a particular job a particular um these are all different stages of development in becoming a human being which is more like a green tara yeah the different goddesses and gods and demons and she demons demons they're all different stages of development in becoming a green tara yeah um these are all uh, these mythological forms are representations of what ancients have discovered about being human uh becoming a in becoming a humane being and uh have built these constructs um pictures representations of what they saw of what is possible in the different developmental stages in becoming a human a humane being yeah so we have the ashtalakshmi we have the dashami uh dashavatara uh, uh forms to say to talk about the different stages of development in becoming a humane being and all of them have you know um, weapons of one or the other kind they are actually representing something they don't actually represent well the stories talk about violence which is also how um, they they come about or rather they have emerged to um balance and imbalance um but the weapons themselves from a non-violent perspective they represent something that is not you know over time as are something that evolves into other than sharps other than violent stuff they become um symbolic representations of different aspects of non-violence and uh, for example uh the sword represents um uh, uh the spine maintained the way it needs to yeah and um when we are maintaining the integrity of the sword the way it needs to um then uh we have a a spine by which to honor ourselves maintain the honor respect and dignity of ourselves as well as others so that we are not violating the integrity so you see the sword is um even though they are represented as such in the gods and goddesses demons and she demons forms they are not really that but for us to arrive at they are seeming as swords but they are actually other than that um that takes a um a maturation of our conceptual thinking of our ways of behavior what the food we eat needs to you know become uh, other than violent uh, so that we can we have the substance by which to see things for what they are in terms of uh, um i've been reading the upanishads more and that they're talking about um the mind uh, you know you cannot read the read the texts the vedic texts for example when you haven't eaten sufficient food and what you're talking about is uh, is the vegetables and um herbs and uh, cereals yeah those kinds of food um and uh, um, i think milk is also part of it when you look at the idea of the samudra mantan yeah 
um, and um, and water. If you haven't drunk sufficient water, uh, if you haven't rested sufficiently, if you're not uh, joyous enough, if you haven't been taking care of your fun, so that your you know your innate nature is joyous enough, you cannot. Um, and you haven't been uh, clean enough, you know, haven't been maintaining your composition, constitution clean enough. Um, okay, let's just say six basics. Food, water, work, yeah? You study something and if you haven't been applying or contemplating on, contemplating enough enough to apply it the way it, um, it's meant to be, uh, then you haven't done the work. You know, you just uh, taken somebody's idea and then directly implemented it and you haven't really done the work of digesting the material so that you get the essence of what's been taught or what you are, what you've been learning. That's work. And then you have fun, and then you have clean, and then you have rest. So food, water, work, fun, clean, rest. Six. So if you haven't taken care of these basics uh, well enough, you cannot read the textbooks. You cannot read the Vedic texts, for example. And um, so we may be reading them, but not really getting a sense of it. Um, so says Upanishads. Yeah, I have an I have an English translation of it, and um, 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 you know so somebody from um, who may be more innately reading the text, for example, in Sanskrit, may think, okay, you've read an English version of it. What is what? You know, you haven't really read the actual stuff, but it's about when you have gotten the essence of it, and you're actually speaking in terms, you know, from that that understanding, no matter what language you use. The essence of the of the material is presented, uh, represented the way it needs to. Then language becomes secondary. The the content is king, yeah. Um, and when you have gotten that bit, then you might as well read the. You know, there is a story of this thief who was saying Om Namah Shivaya in reverse because he didn't know what the, what in the world they were chanting. And he just sat there and they are just chant, chanting and chanting and chanting. He didn't know where it began and where it ended. So he said Om Namah Shivaya in reverse. But he was re religiously just saying that. Everybody saying it. He's also saying it. He's saying it ulta, reverse. But it's about how he said it and what did he become from repeatedly saying the same thing. Um, he was just uh, hiding amongst the crowd, you know, from, uh, from having stolen from somewhere. And who he became in the course of it is something that the people who were actually chanting it, you know, the, from front to back, couldn't get as well. Um, and so the thief got salvaged, liberated uh, from his misery by um, how he did it. Or what did he go through in the, in the, in the process of just being with the, the contemplations of the sounds of it. And he was affected by that. So we may be chanting our mantras and all of that, but if we don't really appreciate what is the, well, Sanskrit, well, it's not just Sanskrit, the Vedic language is a phonetic language. Uh, if you're just going to go by sounds of it, and one sound combined with another sound in a particular combination gives rise to a different affect. The same sound, when you mix it with another sound, gives another affect. But if you have been regularly chanting and chanting, but do not appreciate it that way, do not appreciate the sounds, do not appreciate the, 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 the meaning, the affect, how it affects you, and you're just going to go by, this means this, and hence I'm going to go repeatedly saying, this means this. So you're repeatedly saying the same meanings, but haven't really deepened into, what does the meaning of the meaning say? What is the inner meaning of it? And then what are... Um, and haven't really paid attention to the sounds of it or how, how that affects you or what are you becoming how is your presence affecting others when uh, you haven't really contemplated along those those lines you may be chanting it's, it's more like roting but you haven't really allowed for these sounds these um, these compositions to have you become a better person yeah so uh, so to that extent, you you're missing out the entire you're missing the point, yeah. Um, of um, doing that activity, like in school you go and the teacher says write this hundred times, yeah. And if you find your own way to you know just simply write a hundred times, you miss the point of why are you asked to write a hundred times? Because if you write that hundred times the way it meant it's meant to be, you become so much finer. Even if it says, I will not talk in class, yeah? Uh, even if that's a punishment, uh, 
by just contemplating on the I, for example, you might have another idea of what the I is. Will, for example, is a word quite strong. Yeah, very beautiful. So each of these words, even if it seems like punishment, what it does to you, who you become by how you appreciate what is being done. That's the difference between a student and a rotor. Yeah, just rotor, rotor, rotor. Just this, I'm doing the same thing over and over and over versus I'm doing it this moment. Next moment, I may be doing the same thing, but I'm not doing the same thing because of what I'm appreciating, what I'm noticing about, what I'm, what I'm seeing, what I'm doing. And hence, who am I becoming at this moment? And this new person, yeah, this, this new me, um, uh, you know, is now approaching the same topic from a new perspective. And hence, what I see of the same moment, the same action, may be different from what I saw a moment back. If I'm doing the same thing for years, what I see of the same activity will be so much different than when I first began. You know, they say, even if you're digging a hole in the ground, if you're doing it the right way, you'll find nirvana. Yeah? So it's about, the difference is you. It's about who you're becoming. What are you doing from who you're becoming? And how you're approaching life from what you're doing, who you're becoming, uh, um, how, what you're appreciating, how you're appreciating, that's where becoming a humane being is. And then when you see all these mythological characters, representations, um, the gods and goddesses, that you may be going to temples, churches, different um, um, praying places, you will see them differently because they are no longer the same because you see them differently because they are different now and um, this moment, yeah? And that's what makes you a new you, yeah? Um, that's how we become fine people. Um, and uh, then you have Nibiju Yoga, by which you are, uh, um, you make your essence uh, finer, yeah? You may be talking in terms of earth, water, fire, spirit, space, the same composition, building blocks, but it's not the same earth, water, fire, spirit, space. This is finer earth, water, fire, spirit, space. And hence, nothing and everything becomes different. Yeah? Because of who you are from these essential building blocks. You're not the same, um, just building blocks. Your essence is finer. And hence, uh, what you do, how you speak, how you aff affect another uh, through your interactions, through when you're having discussions with another, uh, what value you add to another person. You're not mm, frying somebody, yeah? You're not pelting at, at somebody. And hence, how they experience life is different um, from interacting with you. They may be even actually becoming better from interacting with you in person because you take care of becoming a finer person, yeah, with every moment, every action you do. Um, and that's also how we make the world a better place to live in. That's also what it means to be a green tara, in the sense... Wherever you go, you're, you're making life better because of uh, how fine a person you've become. Uh, and uh, life would like to have more of uh, my kind, which is also why I have the school. Um, um, and uh, well, I've been doing this for some years, so my thought lines come from several years of practice. And uh, and I'm teach and uh, and I'm required to teach this to people how to become. Um, let's just call it tatva shuddhi. Yeah, but it's more like self care enough uh, to you so that you're becoming a humane being. And, and now I'm talking about enlivening life in the universe. And then I'm discovering that Earth is a is a planet. Um, it's more like a like a home base industry for creating humane beings, so that we reverse transcribe Earth. Um, from wheresoever our stardust came from, yeah? So, there are some things happening out there in the universe. I know that. Um, we may not have instruments yet or um, means by which to know where, where all, what all is happening. But there's something definitely happening. I'm not speaking out of nowhere. I've been saying this so, consistent, so consistently. I'm more like, you know, um, there's this idea of the Schrodinger's cat, yeah? So the curiosity uh, kills the cat. So 
So I'm not being curious. Yeah, <laughs> try that. It's more like something is happening out there, but no matter how I look, no matter how I turn, I cannot see this. Yeah. So when I am, this is what I've noticed uh, through my so many years of journey. When um, I am, you know, when things are good enough for me to see it, then I will see it. Like you, you won't miss it. So I'm holding my curiosity here, containing it, and just continuing to do what I'm doing. It's more like blind faith. Yeah, this is also what's called blind faith. So I'm just continuing to do what I'm doing because something is happening there. Yeah, and when it's um, good enough, ready enough, then I will see it, and and then you'll um, also understand what I'm talking about. Even so, it's better to just continue doing the good work. Um, and to teach people and I need to teach a lot of people about what I'm doing and how am I doing it uh, because earth is a earth producing factory industry yeah in corporation um, well and um, uh, I'm about enlivening life in the universe and um, I'm to create 36 chambers I don't really know what that actually means but I'm thinking 36 chambers, at least a human spine has 36 vertebrae, yeah? We count right from uh, the sphenoid bone and the occiput as two bones. Um, and then you count uh, the entire, the, the coccyx having like five tiny little bones. So that would form like uh, 36. So since I have no other point of reference, and there's this movie called 36th Chamber of uh, Shaolin Kung Fu, I'm just, uh, taking these points of reference and um, as an arc yeah Co compositional arc and I'm uh, well in living life in the universe from the from the blueprint of having a body that's human that has 36 vertebrae yeah so well that's a point of reference 36 chambers well thank you for uh, your kind attention I hope this is uh, of value to you if not at least entertaining um, but I'm sorry I've been talking about this since some, since some time you should listen more. It's like, oh, actually, you should contact me. That's where the actual value is. Um, the game changing, the value, bettering, value game changing um, concept is, um, yeah. You begin to start seeing something that's not possible otherwise, yeah. And then your knowledge base, your database begins to become enricher, richer, enriched with uh, how to become a humane being how to be non-violent and that is the uber cool thing yeah thank you so much for your attention love